Welcome to Spirited Shorts, a supplemental episode for all of you that can't get enough of us. It's Madeline-sized. <laughs> wow! <laughs> and now, Madeline goes to Hogwarts. Okay, so, as we jump into Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, your third year... Madeline goes back to Hogwarts. You know, we have an intro that says that. Oh, do we have an intro? I rec- remember we recorded... I made you <laughs> I made you music, and we recorded an intro. Okay. No, we did that. Okay. We sat and did that. Because I talked like this. So we're going to year three, and actually, before we start, I just want... just. Drop your the all those things you told me. Drop your drop your things that you were you were feeling <laughs> about about Hermione and and Lupin and Sirius. Just okay. Just throw them out there because it's great. <laughs> okay, so this was about halfway through the book. I had texted you my thoughts because I am the type of reader and the type of watcher that I like to try to call twists and turns. Your 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 Lupin theory was after the fat lady's painting got torn up. So before halfway. And then your Hermione one was a little bit later. Okay. If I recall correctly. Because I think you were like, oh my God, this just happened. And here's what I think. Yeah. So I definitely, okay. So I loved Lupin as a character. And as an adult, I thought, when's this shit hitting the fan? So I was ready for him to be um, like a bad guy or there to be some sort of twist or turn, which there, I mean, there definitely was, but not Mm. what I thought. So I was sure that Lupin was serious. Now, I will say, I called that serious was. Uh, a shapeshifter. I called that he was the dog. An animagus. Yes, thank you. Um, I I called that. I was good there. I thought Hermione had cloned herself <laughs> to yeah. get to all of her classes. Yeah. Um, was shook by the time traveling twist yeah. at the end. Her time amazing. The time turner was amazing. I want that. Which which I feel like so in our last book, um, that's where we see Dumbledore and presumably McGonagall realizing. Her ability because they let her do that. Yeah. And I mean, and they're, they're very, they're like, because they have to tell her, like, you don't get to talk about this. You don't get to mess with this. Yeah. She get and like, like, she really gets her shot to, to really do what she wants to do. And they trust her. Yeah. Which I think is amazing. Yeah. I think that that is, I mean, definitely wouldn't happen in the traditional world where well, they, an adult's just, like, oh, you're different than everybody else. So we're going to give you these. Well, and they're, things. and by this point, by the third book, they're just hammering away at her being a uh, half blood, a mud blood. Yes. And so it's like she does, there's somebody on her side. Yeah, but they're also, not just that, they're hammering away at the fact that she is exceptionally skilled. Mm-hmm. I'm just talking like she's constantly getting it from like the Slytherins. Oh, she's... yeah. I mean, the so, little shits in yeah. high school or whatever. Like, yeah, they're jerks. Yeah. But, but... Um, but anyway, yes, I just love that. I especially like Hermione cloning herself. That was a text I thoroughly <laughs> enjoyed. <laughs> I was trying to figure it out and I was just like. What is happening? And so I would pause the audiobook and I'd be like, Chase, here's my theory. And he did such a good job keeping a straight face because I was just trying to figure out if I had magical abilities and like me in high school and middle school being the type of student that I was, how would I handle it? And sure. definitely even now as an adult, I'm like, man, I wish I had two of me. But sure. I guess now that I say that, I say just as much, I wish I had more time in my day, which is the time turner. So, yeah. Um, um so. We yeah. and, and see, I guess, yeah. and it's also, it's, it's more, I guess that's where it's really fun for me because I can be at home 
and I can get a text from you and I can be like, hey, Amy, this is what Madeline <laughs> thinks is happening. And she'll be, and she's just like, this is amazing. Tell me more. I'm like, okay, I'll let you know I, the I'll next do, time I get a text. I'll do but, better in yeah. four and five to text you a little bit more uh, yeah. juicy deets and thoughts. Um, but yes, we get, so when we start, we're back at the Dursleys. Yeah. And then, and I think this one, this is the one for me that was like the 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 worst of the worst with Aunt Marge. Yeah, the because she's just mean. She's a bitch, and that's like she's the worst. And then the movie makes yeah. her like. I was so frustrated, and it's just it's unfair. Like it's just an unfair situation, and it's been unfair from book one. But I feel yeah. like especially, and I think that you can see Harry getting really frustrated with it, and is this one because in the first two he's definitely. Like, well, this is my life. This is how it works. But I have Hogwarts to look forward to. But in this one, he's definitely very much saying this This is not okay. Right. Um, movie-wise, oh, book and movie-wise, man, this takes a turn. Like, visually, thematically, maturity, writing-wise, yes. uh, um, it's it's excellent. And um, I love it. What, what are the, and actually... Movie wise, a great dis- and I think it just kind of wasn't necessary. Um, and I always I hate it when I get real like spun up whenever we're talking about like nerdy movies. And people yeah. Are like, well, I'm sorry. I'm like I don't care. Uh-huh. But really, honestly, one of the things that lost me in the movie that had me just gripped in the book was in the night bus that stupid shrunken head. Like I was like I don't like him. I don't like I don't I don't yeah yeah. But I like the night bus so much. Um, we, have, we have a Lego night bus at home. It has oh, the chandelier amazing. and everything in the beds. Um, but I love, I think that, the, the visuals with the with, with the night bus getting, you know, going yeah. up and down and then the buildings moving. And stuff. Yes. The For me, it, it worked. Yes. Like it was like, that's what I kind of imagined. Yes. Um, and it definitely sets the tonal shift for the entire movie up. Like yeah. it sets up the what you are going to be expecting this movie. It's going to be. Way more on the nose, silly, fun, but it's also going to be beautiful and dark and visually like stimulating. But yeah, I mean, okay, so I liked the shrunken head. I was laughing a lot. Oh, really? I was giggling a lot, but I was just like, it was almost like shocked giggling. I yeah. was so taken aback by it because the other two movies were so on the nose with the book yeah. that this happened and I was like, oh, okay, we're really changing things up. Yeah. I think, and I think actually my, my reticence to the shrunken head, if I, I remember this correctly, so. On the DVD, uh-huh. you remember DVDs that had the stupid menus that had stuff going on, like it was always like the loop. Uh, I I I very little. Very remember. okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm not that much younger than you, but yeah, no, when, that's not a huge when, thing. I when, so when Amy and I got married, we had gotten a Barnes Noble gift card, and we went when we got back Kansas City, we went to the Plaza to Barnes and Noble, and that was when you could buy the first three movies in DVD form in a box. Nice, um, but like the when you put in Prisoner of Azkaban the menu loop was just that shrunken head shouting at you. And that oh, was, and sure. I think that's where I think I lost it. Cause I did like it whenever he has to stop and he's counting down. Yeah. It's like that part's fun, but yeah, it, um, in my opinion, it did go on too long. That yeah. scene could have been cut shorter. Um, but I, like I said, I think it set up the book, the movie really well. <laughs> I like that um, guy that stands on Pike. He's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And following that, that's, that's the he doesn't go to the borough. He goes to the Leaky Cauldron. Yes, which is awesome. And, and Cornelius Fudge shows a little bit of character and is like, "Hey, you're gonna be okay, man." I definitely think this is one. This is the book that everything shifts. Like he's given responsibility. I mean, think about it. He's thirteen. 
And yeah. he's given money. And he gets to spend like a week in Diagon Alley. Just, By himself. Just chilling. Yes. I mean, he has people looking out for him, obviously. Like, you can tell. Yeah, kind but, like, of. People, but also. People are around. But. It just really shows how fast Harry Potter was forced to grow up. Yeah. Because of his life situation. And like, you know, this is about to sound like woe is me. But like, as a child of divorce, I get told a lot so often how mature I am and how much of an adult I am for my age. And it's just like, well, you're forced into those yep. situations and i feel that with to harry because fast. yeah he had to grow up so fast and it's like other kids in the summer are going get popsicles from the you know the ice cream truck and are going down water slides and going to the lake and no he doesn't get to have these experiences yeah, you, you always get like hermione they went on a trip this place yeah or, this. or even the weasleys yeah. and they're they're broke they go, yeah. and even they, they, get, they to get to go on a trip they get to go to egypt to see bill yes which i loved that in the movie but i think it's so obvious to me how much Harry hates the situation because every kid wants summer. Yeah. And he does not. He wants to be back in school. And that's just not what kids want at 13 years old. So um, it's definitely like that. Like I said, that the innocence lost, forced maturity, forced growing up. And I hate it and love it for him at the same time. Um, oh. Diagon Alley is pretty, like we've seen it. Yeah. It's very, it's pretty, you know, it's pretty straightforward. We, we know what's going yeah. on there. So we move on to the Hogwarts Express where we first meet Dementors, who are creepy as hell. Yeah, I had some confusion about them for sure because I know that they're good guys, be- technically, because they're guarding bad necessary people. Evils. Necessary evil. Um, but I definitely felt stressed by them, which you're supposed to. The movie makes it very claustrophobic. The, I think part of what is nerve-wracking about them is you don't really get to know why they exist. And I think what's this one of the scarier things than than anything else is that the adults even yeah. are freaked out by them. They feel out of control by them. I mean, because there's multiple times they give them things, like they tell them what to do and they still don't do it. Yeah. And the adults are even a little bit confused by them too. Yeah. And that's hard because I think you want answers and the professors are just like, yeah, these guys are scary. Don't look at them, <laughs> you yeah. know. Yeah, and you, but and then because of Dementors, you get to meet you get to meet my favorite character in the series, which is Remus Lupin. Yes, he is he is my fave, and uh, he's he shows up, and I I just love the fact that they're in this car and they're like, oh, that must be some guy, and he's just kind of snoring every once in a while. Yeah, and then he's like, oh, and then he's just he's just so he he's life just comes at him, and he kind of figures out how to move through it. Yeah. Um. Plus, you get the you know here it's chocolate. Oh, I know, and I was like, I want to yeah have chocolate handed to me by a nice yeah. professor. And David David Thewis, is that how you say his last Thewlis. name? Thewlis. Yep. Uh he's, amazing. Yep. He's so so good in the movie. He's one of those ones and I kinda of, it's one of those things where just kind of knowing some of his other work, I'm like, I don't know how. Maybe it's because Alfonso Corn did the movie and he's got the indie cred. I don't know. Or maybe there was just a because a lot of those actors did it more for fun than for money. Yeah. And or maybe well, I know that he he uh, David Thewlis and Gary Oldman and Alan Rickman were all buddies. And is this also the first time that we have Emma Thompson as Trelawney? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's only in there just a little bit, but those glasses and her eyes are huge. Oh, and her hands, like yeah. the way she has her fingers, and I'm yes. just like, oh, I just amazing. love it anytime she goes the grim, the grim. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, yeah. I love her, and I really like the way that she's handled in the the book and especially mm-hmm. the audio book, where Harry and Ron. What do you see? I don't know. I think I just got some money. Well, yeah, but I think somebody just robbed that money. You know, like yeah. they're like it's like this could be cool. No, we should keep it real bad. Yeah. She likes it when it's bad. Yeah, I I like the 
the scenes in the book a lot. It's it's very funny yes. and um, um we meet playful. we meet uh one of my favorite of the magical creatures in the in the series is Buckbeak. Yes. He's just precious. Um and I really liked in this book how because at first, like the first, not even the half, first half, but the first quarter of the book, but like a lot of random information and random mm-hmm. bits and bobs and like, here's a random crap about the wizarding world, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, as the twist and turns happen with Sirius and Lupin and all of that, you learn it just, she w- w- like wound it all together so well. Yeah. There were so many like pointless details that somehow ended up contributing to the larger story so perfectly. Well, and even then. She juxtaposed, so there's the light moments, and then yeah, Harry Sirius Black. This is the reason your parents are dead. Yes. Or then something a light moment like, and like he's overhearing them talk about stuff. Yes. Um. And I think the movie does it really well with Lupin and Sirius in the like abandoned cabin with Shrieking Shack. Yeah, with the rat. I can't remember the rat's Peter name. Pettigrew. Yes, thank you. I'm so glad you're here for your Ron random Pale. random wiki knowledge. Where <laughs> I read, I've I've read them. A lot. I know. I okay. Mickey yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm not great Jeez. with names and and all this, but um, but I think in the movie it does really well where they're really struggling with what they're supposed to do with him because they hate him. He's ruined their lives, yeah. and it's like the normal response in a kid's book would be like, "Let's turn him into the authorities and they'll handle it." Mm-hmm. And Sirius and Lupin are like, "Kill him," yeah. <laughs> you know. And um, it's it's just so dramatic and intense. That whole scene in the movie is excellent. We we learn they they touch up they touch on that in the little reunion show and it's yeah. very cool because you get yeah. Gary Oldman's he's very much in the thing and yeah. so is David Thule, and David Lewis is not but Gary Oldman talks about them making that shooting that scene and then Harry Ron and Ryan, the kids talk about it and they were like it was amazing to watch but it was also scary as hell yeah I mean they were this. babies and watching um, I mean being involved yeah. in that scene as a baby would just be overwhelming and I mean I can't even imagine there is a, there is a moment in there. And the thing where Daniel Radcliffe, or they talk about Daniel Radcliffe, went up to um, Emma Watson and Rupert Grant and was like, listen, guy's named Gary Oldman. Be cool. Be cool. Yeah. Um, so, you don't but know this yet, but he while, <laughs> while we know diagonally, we now learn, we get to finally go to Hogsmeade. Yeah. Um, which is sounds like a wonderful place to visit. Yeah. Um, with the Leaky Cauldron, the Three Room Six. Yeah. Zonkos. Yeah. Um, I just want some candy. Yeah. Um, and also, this is where we really, where I really just, Fred and George just, they just, they just show up. Yeah. And they're great. Yes. The um, chaos. With the, with the Marauders map. I just imagine. The, go here, go here. Yes. Molly Weasley with all the children that she has, having to manage them, and then just popping out twins. Yep. And really honoring them. And chaos. Yes. Hey, and they're chaotic, great. chaotic is their alignment. Yeah. And it's great. I think this time more than any time, because. Reading the books as adults, the first two, a lot of the magic in that, those books have been done or have, you know, I've seen in other fiction, other sure. literature. This is the first time where I, like, geeked out. Like, I was like, I want to be a wizard, and mm-hmm. I want the Time Turner, and I want the Marauder's Map, and yeah. I want this freaking candy. And, you know, I just, I, the for the first time, I, like, was able to visualize myself in the kids' shoes. Sure. And I think it was because the writing matured a little bit, but also the magic system matured a little well, bit. We're finally getting to the point where it's a okay, it's assumed you've read the first two. Yes. All right, here's the, so we've given you the basics. Uh-huh. Now we can get into it. Yeah. Um and we get things because of these things, because we can get into it. Um we get 
an amazing defense against the dark art dark arts class with bog arts and the the banishing of such a creature and learning about you know what fear really is um and i loved the way that they they're like why is why is lupin afraid of a silver ball <laughs> like yeah. throughout they're like what's his problem that was just a silver ball what is it <laughs> um, and hermione's like guys yeah Read a freaking book. I have it all yeah. figured out. <laughs> and I loved, I loved in the in the movie when he turns on the swing record. Yeah. And then when Snape comes out on Neville and you know turns oh it, yeah, then he gets his it like so well the way done. that they handled yeah. all that was fantastic. Yeah. Um, we get time turners. We get Marauders maps. Mm-hmm. We go to divination. We talked about that. Yep. Um. But we also learn about the Paternus charm. Yeah. Which is a pretty big deal. It is a big deal. And the whole, like, last, I guess, like, 100 pages after Dumbledore, and in the movie, oh, my gosh, when Dumbledore, like, kind of winks slyly and, like, yes. it smiles, but also is like, be freaking careful, and shuts the door, and then it just, man, goes and goes and goes. And I the like last- it when they, it's when they, and when they do the time, the first time turner, and He's walking out and it's the wrong double. It's like not. It's the other Dumbledore, yes. and he's like, "Good night." And yes. You know, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so delightful and charming, and um, I just feel like Hermione really shines in that moment, and I needed that for her because in book two and even movie two, she's gone half of the time. And she punches punches Malfoy in the face. What a freaking beast! Yeah. And she's also like so overwrought at this point, which I love because I think that's isn't that I think that's the movie where Ron's like, "Who are you? And what have you done with Hermione Granger?" Yes. Um, yes, I love that she's not like she's surprising me because yeah. as a character, I thought I knew her really well, and she's really surprising me as a character, which I really she's like. Willing to, she's willing to take a take a few hits. Yeah, um, and she's willing to break rules, and I was not expecting that, and I'm delighted by it. And I feel like the this story handles very well the weirdness of time travel rules and how. There's yeah. always rule. There's very strict rules on time travel. There always needs to be, but in this one, things get a little bent, and if and therefore you see where Harry's seeing his yeah. Patronus and thingies is that, and the way that the 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 two sort of timelines are running kind of parallel. Yeah. But they keep getting real close to each other. Yeah. I thought that was really cool the way that that happened. Well, and it's it's complicated, but it's not at the same time like a, a child could understand it. But it's also not dumbed down enough where, I, like, us as adults are yeah. like, okay, I roll. The, it was done very well. And it, I don't I, I really liked it. I mean, there's definitely some, I think, some rules and some things that she could have explained. I don't even know if it's explained better, but I think there were some, some issues with her handling of time travel, but it's not an easy thing to handle. Yeah. Um, but it, it was, it was very well done. Um, and then all that couple of things that we discover, uh, we get our first inclinations that, James and Sirius are a little shitty. We learn, we, 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 especially when you find out what they did to Snape, yeah. luring him into the shrinking shack when Lupin was turning into a werewolf. Like, that's that first moment where you're like, oh no. Like, yeah. Granted, they're all teenagers, but there was definitely, like, there's not the noble rogue, the noble hero doesn't necessarily, is not necessarily here. And, and any of the characters besides yeah. Dumbledore, yeah. Uh, so far, I mean, I don't know. Dumbledore could, yeah. like, pull, pull a fast one on me, but. Uh, all of the characters have some sort of like. There is a fault, but but you learn is because it's one of those things. Because you you know by this point you're really having to ask yourself why Snape hates Harry so much, and you start and now and now it's starting to unravel. Yeah, like that rereading that 
when we like here recently. Yeah. It just kind of made me stop and I was like, oh, that's not that sucks. Like that's just not good. Yeah. Um there's some I mean, that's real. Like oh, I mean, you I, see you, that like that like cycle of abuse or cycle of bullying. Like mm-hmm. Snape was bullied and so now he's bullying. Yep. And then even at some points, Harry Potter becomes kind of a bully at some points yeah. because he's getting bullied. And so, yeah, there's definitely that cycle of behavior that yeah. you can see happening. Um, and we, in that time also, we discover just how, well, first of all, we just, we, we, we get a full understanding of the disgustingness of Peter Pettigrew. Well, and don't, both, both, uh, oh gosh, sorry, everyone's going to scream. Who played, who's playing Snape? Alan Rickman. Yes, Alan Rickman. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm like one tequila's in. <laughs> the, the deer, the deer, the deer departed. Alan Rickman. Yes. However, in Sweeney Todd, they play opposite each other. Yep. And they're terrible. Yep. They're so freaking creepy. Yep. And so I just have a really hard time. I mean, I think it's obvious with some of the texts I've sent you, but I'm all very sus of Snape. Uh huh. I have some strong feelings about it. Um, but I'm hopeful. But I'm also kind of skeeved and uh, Peter Pettigrew, even though they don't interact, they, they're not like their buddies like they are in Sweeney Todd. But I, I'm just yeah. I'm skeeved by a lot of the adults. Oh, you Sweeney know? Todd's where he sings the pretty women. Oh, yeah. And he's getting shaved. Yeah. And Johnny Depp's like, I'm going to murder yeah. you. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, Ugh, we. Uh, so creepy. So creeps. But but yeah, no, and, and Timothy Spall just goes for it. Yes. He's just so gross. Um. He's perfect for. I mean, what a good cast! And, this this movie was cast so. And also well. the way that they handle, like serious, like he's crazy. Like when they get him, when they whenever Lupin gets a hold of him, he's not, he's not doing good. No, and I, um. Which again, that's why you go get Gary Oldman because that's what he can do. Well, and it's just it's done so well because it's not. It's like this really like hopeful like I'm gonna adopt you. I'm your godfather. I'm mm-hmm. gonna take care of you. And then it's like, oh wait, you're not a healthy person. That's. That's like an un like the blind lady and the blind a little bit. It's like an mm-hmm. unhealthy person, an unhealthy life, and joining with mm-hmm. another unhealthy yes. person. And so, uh, yeah, it, it's definitely a lot to process with Sirius because you want to be hopeful and you want to like him, but you also know he comes with a crap ton of baggage. I do. I do like one of one of the thing one of the small moments that I really love at, towards the end is Sirius sends Harry the letter saying he's he's got to leave, he's got to yes. go into hiding. But hey. Maybe give your friend Ron this owl. Looks like he could use him, and yeah. he gets and he gets tiny little pig widget. <laughs> yes, yeah. Oh, so which well, which, okay. which all the incidental moments like yep. in the next like with pig widget and his just like he just they like throw a jacket over mm-hmm. him to calm him down and stuff because he's so small. He's so wee. Yeah. He's so teensy, and I love him. Uh, yeah, this is definitely the first book. Like I loved one and two. I really did, and I I could get the hype behind it. I was enjoying it a lot. This was the first one where I was like, okay. I get it. Yep. I get the hype. I get. We're moving forward. Yep. I get how people were totally enthralled by this and how people devoted their entire personalities and yeah. lives to this uh, lore. So I, I'm all about it. Yeah. Uh, definitely. So, um, yeah. So those are our thoughts on uh, book three. Madeline went to Hogwarts for her third year. Yes, and she did. I better uh, not freaking have to go back to the Dursley's house in book four. I'm going to be real pissed. I'm not pleased. <laughs> everything has a point well everything has a reason i don't like it yeah all right so book, and, until book, next until next term until next term before yes. here we come yeah yeah <laughs>
This has been Spirited Reads. We thank you for joining us. Please like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Additionally, keep track of the podcast and join the conversation at spiritedreads.com by following us on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, and by joining our Goodreads page by searching Spirited Reads Podcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to support us, we're on Patreon. Keep reading and we'll be back in two weeks.